Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> My name is Noemi Gaines. And I'm Sharnika Howard. And we are sister friends. Yes, and, and yeah, and we are sharing a little bit about us through this Happy Mother's Day podcast. We're sharing a so, lot. It's for the mothers, the mothers, the aunties, the godmoms, the ones that have a tribe, that are looking for a tribe, mm -hmm. that are open to new experiences, that are yes. anxious and curious yeah. about life. Yeah, yeah, it's for you. Yep. But we also want you to share your perspective on what we're talking about. So we welcome you along this ride. Happy Mother's Day! So how much... Do, do you all think like your relationships with your fathers impact or influence um you know the relationship that your children or how you support it or nurture it like for me I did not grow up with my father and um and the way I understand my mom never said anything bad about him she just didn't talk about him at all um and which which I respect right she never there was never anything negative said it would have been nice to at least know the man, you know, something, but yeah, something, right? But whatever. Um, and so I grew up without a father and I, but, but because of who I later learned, like, uh, as, as I got older and I learned more about like who he was and, um, some of the flaws and things like that, I felt like, well, it was probably best that that wasn't the person that was in that position for me. Mm -hmm. And so there, I, I just became like overwhelmed with like gratitude to be honest that mm -hmm. in some ways I feel like I was spared mm -hmm. from yeah. this figure. And so a part of me, I think, has peace with what I see with my daughter because I'm like, well, if God allows it, it's for her good. But at the same time, I don't want to do anything to keep it from mm -hmm. happy, you know? Yeah. Um, so how do you all look at like your relationship with your dad and how it influences, you know, whatever in your home or co-parenting with your kids? Um, so my dad, I never lived, well, I don't ever remember living with my dad. My parents were married when they had me. Um, but I remember being moved back home at like a very, I was a few months old with my grandparents. So I remember my dad at like larger things, like graduation not every birthday but maybe a bake birthday he might have been there because he lived in Jamaica and we were in San Croix mm -hmm. so um what I remember my mom always being like he can come if he wants to mm -hmm. I remember there were like two instances in my life she sent me to Jamaica for a period of time um because I think she felt like it was important for me to always like know that side of the family and I take on that very same thinking mm -hmm. like I took me to Atlanta to spend time with his grandmother like there was a funeral this past Christmas. I was like, this is fine. It's not my Christmas. We go into California. So, but I think the thinking was always the same. You can be as involved as you want to be. Absolutely. I will never stop you, schedule or not. If there was something he really wanted to take Mace to and it was my day, he could take him. Mm -hmm. So I think my dad didn't take advantage of the access he had to me. Mm -hmm. But Mace's dad takes full advantage of the access he has to Mason. And it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. I, great. Mm -hmm. Take him. You yeah. know? So I think the thinking mm -hmm. was very similar because clearly I am, I am Patsy. Patsy is me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are the same person. So I see that. I love your mom. I feel that too. Like, you mm -hmm. know, 
it's so important for my daughter. Her father's African, mm-hmm. and her, his mom she lives in Africa. And that when that woman comes home, I'm we like, going. listen, yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter to me that you haven't seen him in a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to see her, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so that that part is really important to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew up with my dad was heavily involved in the house. I am a daddy's girl through and through. I love my daddy. My daddy could be right outside. I'm dropping everything and I'm going to go see my daddy. And I don't know that that really, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't really envision what life would look like with, I don't know. I knew I always wanted kids, but I I couldn't see what it looked like, you know, to be in a relationship and to have a child with somebody and what that relationship would look like. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I don't know what our relationship would look like, but I knew that I wanted someone who would have a relationship with our kids the way that my dad had with me. Um, My parents are divorced, um, and I talk about this a lot, but, you know, I didn't really, my parents did a really good job at not putting me in the middle of their marriage and even in their marital issues. When they got divorced, it was still, and I'm an only child. Well, I was raised an only child. It was still very much me, my mom, my dad. We make all the decisions together, and they were both very heavily involved in in kind of everything. Well, I guess it is very similar to, yeah. <laughs> to care. It's, it's just one of those things that I don't think I ever really think about. But I am so happy that I do feel like Kier is very much like my dad in the way that he interacts with the girls. And I am a full, like, pushing them into him, really encouraging this kind of relationship because that's all I know growing mm-hmm. up. And I really attribute, like, as much as I love my mom, I always say that I attribute a lot of my confidence and a lot of my personality to my relationship with my dad. So like the daddy daughter dates, please go out and take her on it. It's been too long. You need to take them out. You know what I mean? You need to take them out individually. Um, But I think what makes it difficult is my husband didn't grow up with his father. So he's, I feel like in a way I was pushing something that he had never seen before. Um, And, you know, maybe I was overstepping. I will admit that. I think I was kind of, pushing it a little bit a little bit too hard in the beginning mm-hmm. but I'm not mad that I did it For because sure. looking at them nope. now looking at I mean just look at our brand look at Karen Emery you yeah. know all the time like just the kind of relationship that they have I think that um I definitely did did my part in pushing that and like I said I don't regret it yeah um, but I, I, I didn't really see the correlation until now. Like, as, as I'm thinking, it's not something that I think about often. It's something that's so, like, core to my reality that it's hard for me to separate myself from yeah. it. And it wasn't until, like, even now just thinking, um, seeing my oldest is six as well. We have a baby. Um, Sydney is a little crazy. My boo. Um, okay. And they haven't, you know, Sydney's still new, so... The things that Emery and Kier have been doing, they've been doing for literally six years. So I'm starting to see the daddy-daughter relationship flourish with Sydney, but with E, it's just so evident. It's like looking at a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The way that she lights up when it's just time for them to. And I'm like, even though I didn't, I didn't really know what it would look like, I'm really happy that it is like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I hear the stories and I, you know, I, we talk about, yeah. you know, our relationships with, with our dads. And it's just like, if I can be someone to really push that relationship and to push that to happen, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'll apologize later, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, I think that's so interesting because like subconsciously our parenting styles are emulating those of our parents, which 
from I mean, I'm a guess and I assume that our children's parenting styles will mirror mm-hmm. ours. And I think the three of us have been very intentional, or we at least try to be, about how we raise them because of how we think they're going to treat others. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're in by raise their children. Yeah. And I guess my question to you ladies is like, what is the thing about your parenting style that you hope that your children will sort of hold on to yeah. and emulate with their children? Like, what's the thing? I mean, I hope mine don't end up in the therapy. But... <laughs> well, well, wait. You, right, right. We, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. Right. But like, they what will. is that thing about they will that's, not, and a that's not a bad thing. You're right. Mm-hmm. As, soon, as yeah. soon as I said yeah. it, I said it. <laughs> but what is that thing about your parenting yeah. style that subconsciously yeah. or consciously do you want your kids to hold on so, to? So, but I want to, like you said something and then you tapped on it. Like you said that you pushed, mm-hmm. right? And I remember, because now I'm thinking like, oh, you know, and I, it's not my fir- the first time I've had this thought, but you brought it up. And so it's at the front of mind. Initially, I felt like I was kind of pushing, mm-hmm. and and but we're, we weren't together. But I was just pushing, like, hey, you know, we're gonna be at this farm, or you know, she, we're, she's available this, you know, whatever. And after a while, I was just like, I can't want it more than you, mm-hmm. and I'm overstepping here. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, and then I think it has a lot to do with, you know, my experience and the way that I've grown from it, it's like, if you bring something into this world and you can separate from it for any reason, Mm -hmm. then maybe I need, maybe that's what's best. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if there, if, if for any reason you can just not check in or not, you know, not Mm -hmm. be present. Um, so, but then that makes me wonder like, well, but that's also keep pushing. <laughs> Can I respond you know, to that? Yes. No, I think that it's a two-way street. You know what I mean? I think the pushing or the, you know, giving them the room to kind of come in, it's it's that's the first step. You can only go, you can't do it for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like in our cases, in Nick and I's case, we kind of put it out there. In my case, I pushed. But it's like you didn't you didn't have to continue. You know what I mean? And I think they need to be receptive to that conversation. If they're receptive and they're willing to put in the work, then that's where it becomes like more of a team kind of situation. But I, you know, and I feel like a lot of women might be in your situation where they're like, maybe I could have done more, maybe I could have said more, but you did. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't do everything. Right. You know what I mean? And I think once you do that, now you're compromising your peace. And, and I don't know. I, I know. I know <laughs> you're not, and I don't think we should. We should. And you won't. Know? We, and mm-hmm. won't. And won't. Okay, definite period statement. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> but okay, no, thank you for that. Yeah, friend. of course. Yeah. There was a question. What was the question? Mix. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, um, what is that thing about your parenting oh. approach or your style or your principles, whatever it is? Like, what is that thing that, like, you hope mm-hmm. that sort of translates from generation to generation? I have something in mind. So, like, my, my thing is emotional intelligence. And I'll, you know, I'll go into it in a second. My parents were very big on, I don't know if like mental health was a thing, but I was a very sensitive child, a very emotional, you know, I just had very big reactions, good, bad, scary, everything. And I think that them being, I'm a first generation American, them being raised in a Haitian, you know, household and just with traditions, it wasn't really like a place where children had the opportunity to say how they feel. And what was it? Children should be seen and not heard. 
it was they were raised that way and I think both of my parents have dealt with a form of like emotional abuse due to that you Mm -hmm. know mentality and they really didn't want me to deal with that so they really encouraged me talking about my feelings like you're allowed to disagree but you're not allowed to be disrespectful you know what I mean you're allowed to have a variety of opinions but you know mommy and daddy are still going to be the ones to make the final decisions and like very much like we're a team you know and I feel like I think a lot of people were, were questioning the way that we ra- raise Emery because she she also has a say in a lot of the, the decisions that we make. One one of the examples is her school. We go back and forth about paying all this money for private school, driving 15 million hours, you know. <laughs> and I'll sit there and be like, okay, baby, um, do you want to change schools? And we would look at other schools. We would look on the websites. We would drive around, you know, the neighborhoods. But like, she'd be like, well, I don't like this playground. I think I like my playground better. Granted, she's not going to be the one to decide. I know. I but know. she's giving her that voice. power. Right. And I voice. think growing up feeling, especially as a little black girl, knowing that, like, your voice is heard in one of the most, you know, the closest environments that you have in your household really just built up a certain level of confidence in me that I'm starting to see, you know, in Emery. And I'm like, I'm hoping that when she's my age, she can recognize that's what was happening. Yeah. Because gro- when I was younger, I'd be like, you guys tell me I have I have the right to make a decision, but you never let me make my decisions. You know, like as a kid, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. Um, <laughs> but they grow- were. I mean, they, yeah. they were setting me up for adulthood you know what I mean because that's just real life so so I'm able to see that now and I know it's going to frustrate her a lot but I hope that when she gets older she understands that like your voice was always important you know what I mean your opinions always mattered we're guiding you of course we're not going to let you do anything dangerous or crazy but like your feelings opinions thoughts all matter and I I really hope that she understands that we're doing that even when she's 16 and she hates us because <laughs> it's coming it's oh it's like, girl it's coming next year what you mean 16 6 <laughs> the blood of jesus right <laughs> for me so all of that plus mm-hmm. plus um but kindness i'm mm-hmm. really big on kindness Same. and i remember when she was christened and we all had to go on stage and before the ceremony at zion that's my church um, they did a video, like they recorded each of the families. And mm-hmm. so I did my video and I was just praying that she would lead with kindness and that would just be a part of who she is. And it has come, it has manifested. Mm-hmm. Like she is the most kind human I have ever met. And I the love, yes, yeah, so, I mean, just such a good okay. soul about mm-hmm. her. And so I hope that she continues to lead with that but also to like trust herself. Mm -hmm. And so I allow her that, you know, I am not gonna leave her anywhere crying or she's not gonna go somewhere because, uh, and be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. she's not hugging Mm -hmm. people that she's not comfortable with. You know, when when she is reticent or even hesitant about hugging someone, I want her to trust that Mm -hmm. even now. And so I just, so I would say kindness and then like trusting Mm -hmm. herself, her gut, her intuition. Because that, that supports that confidence, you know, mm-hmm. long-term to me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? All of the things. <laughs> it's like, when, it's, when I was going to say that, then she said it. Then it and right? I'm going to be like, Dang, That's right, because you don't play about mean girl, mean poor boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so hypersensitive. Yeah. 
two makes me a good person. Mm -hmm. He does not have to be the smartest man out here. Mm -hmm. He does not have to be the wealthiest man out here. Mm -hmm. But he got to be a good man. Mm -hmm. Listen, what she says is he ain't going to be no boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, he's not. I have the biggest fear of raising an F-boy. And I am like... <laughs> because they're kind of prevalent. Yeah. No. And they're cool. I mean, they're yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, they... But that's how men are, like, you know, talked about in society. Like, that's how they're pushed. And it, yeah. I mean, hopefully, Pray this generation... I really think this generation is different. I, I mean, pray. I I do. I, I believe that I it's different. I will say that this generation... My situation is different. But this generation of fathers... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. They don't God. play about these kids. No, and they hold no. each other these accountable. And the godfathers. Outside of us. Fathers, the godfathers. These I mean, black men the do not play about calls Keir Uncle Daddy. You can't yes, tell Daddy. nobody okay. that Queenie is not Keir's baby. Okay. They are Period. not biologically yeah. related. That and is not her godfather. godfather. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Mace. Yeah. Mace, Mace, is, Mace, Mace don't even not. acknowledge me in the house. Yeah. He goes straight to his But Mace boy. don't play about them girls. Like I No, he does not. I am so big on, like... Of course, his daddy is, you know, yeah. going to be the dad and the man mm-hmm. in his life and the man he emulates. But mommy does not play about him being kind to mm-hmm. other friends. I say, even if you don't like somebody, mm-hmm. mommy needs you to say good morning. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, be respectful. You see somebody in need, mommy needs you to try your best to help mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just, <laughs> I just cannot. No, you've said that I would from, be a failure yep, from the beginning. in my yeah. life. And he knows that. Yeah, he knows but he's—you he know—I just so want him kind. to hold he's on so to that. Sweet. I want him yeah. to hold on because it's like the person they are now. It's like, dang, what are they about to be? Yeah, you know, like the things because I think people are just like, oh, you raised such a good, whatever. But then they are naturally who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will naturally be who they naturally are supposed to be. So yeah. I think I just have this fear of like, who is he going to become? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I see who he is right now, but like, don't don't get to acting. You know, correct and correct, and it's like, it's like I never want to like break his confidence right. either. But like, there's this weird balance of like humility in his confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like he's he's on he's playing sports though, and he's been playing this PBT ball for like this is like our fourth season, and it's a joke. There's no real coaching. <laughs> it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But he's now the older kid on the team, mm-hmm. and so like when folks make mistakes, he's like ha ha, and I'm like. Yeah. Cut it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not how we play. Yeah. I don't care if it's a joke. I don't. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff I don't play about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He want to go jump off a bridge? Go. <laughs> not a bridge. Mate. You mean that? Not a bridge. Monkey bar. Monkey bar. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wants Which to go dive, do. <laughs> he has. Be adventurous in a ball pit or a play place. I will never mm-hmm. stop him from that. But the minute I hear any sort of tone of like teasing or bullying or just. No, she shuts yeah. it down. down. But what we do really resonates with our kids. Our kids sure. be knowing. Oh, and Mace be knowing. He He'll to. say it, and all he hears is mom in the background, and he knows what happened. Yep. You know, and I think that we can't always monitor what our babies do, but we know when a lesson hits. Yeah. We know when they know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we know when they know they messed up. And they know it. Yeah. They know it. And, and also I, being able to like, okay, you messed up. Mm-hmm. You like, get to mess up. You get yep. to mess up. And then you get to be forgiven. Yeah. It's not you like a, chance. you said ha ha or something happened and now mommy's mad at you and it's done. Yeah. It's like, we're going to correct it. All right. How are we going to do better next time? Yeah. And I think all three of us really do a, a good job at that. And I think that's something that's pretty new to our generation is like people talk about gentle parenting and you know everybody has their opinions about it but it really just comes down to 
how are we able to separate our stuff from the stuff that our kids are going through? Absolutely. How are we really able to approach them? How are we able to establish those boundaries where there's trust, but there's also like, I know I can't do this. I know that yeah. I'm expected better of this. Mm-hmm. And I think all three of us are, are doing it. Not doing our best. I think we're doing it. We're doing very well. Our we're doing our best. Our six <laughs> and are doing very well, Listen. you know, as little humans. You they know? are little humans. They are And they're just humans. the sweetest, the sweetest kids. They have the most amazing friendship. And the I, best village. Oh my gosh. Mm, the the best. best village. And like you said, like I, I know that you talked about like you wanted your mom to be your co-parent. I think we are co-parents in a Who sense. do I refer to as my co-parents? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. village. The village is your co-parents. Yeah. And the, the village, larger your village, okay. the more co-parenting. I mean, because honestly, I mean, it's not just about like pick up and drop off, mm-hmm. right? It's about an emergency, emergencies, being able to bounce yeah. off like your perspectives about mm-hmm. school and your experiences about yeah. school. And I'm yeah. grateful that you've had different experiences mm-hmm. so that I can make, you know, decisions in the best interest of our mm-hmm. of our children. Like that's yeah. the point, yeah. right? To be around, yes, like like-minded folks, but also folks that have varying experiences. Yeah. Because if we're all doing the same thing, whatever. Exactly. How we learning? How we growing? Yeah. Anybody yeah. learn? You know what I mean? But the, I look up to both of you for different things. And I'm so grateful. Girl, for yes. Like, I'm so grateful for that. Because yeah. everybody doesn't have that. For the folks really operating in like a silo by themselves, mm-hmm. God, God bless you. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you're doing it. Yeah. For sure. I don't yeah. know how you're doing it. Yeah. And I think. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just going back to the village, I think that we just need to expand what that means. And I think, like, a lot of us grew up where our village were, you know, our mom and our aunties and, you know, the, the people that are traditionally, in a sense, that we, we call family. But you and I aren't from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have, don't have not, family here. I don't have not one family within a less than three-hour drive, mm-hmm. less than four-hour drive of here. It's so, a flight. So it's a flight. It's, it's a, a flight. flight or a very long car ride that I'm probably not going to do. <laughs> You know, so I rely on you guys more than I rely on the people that I grew up with. And I think I'm finally in a place where it kind of, it made me feel bad to say that because I felt like I was disrespecting, you know, my Mm. family. But the reality is my baby is six and she knows y'all. Yeah. She doesn't know, not even know, she trusts y'all. I can drop my, I I dropped, how old was Sydney when I dropped her off? About eight weeks. No. Close to two Maybe, let's say two months. Yeah. Two, three months, I dropped my baby off and I was like, here, like, mm-hmm. you had a baby before you could figure <laughs> it out. But I yes. trust her. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing and with we'll you. And we'll do it. Yeah. I'm going to come get you. I'm going to take it to the late movie. Right. I'm going to ask her mama first. Yep. <laughs> Man, ask me last. <laughs> yeah. She like is. Then. She is. Yeah. And I, I just, I know I couldn't do this without... I wouldn't want to do this. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I don't desire to do this by myself. It's so beautiful. I don't desire it. Yes, I don't desire to do this without you. You guys are a huge reason why Sydney's here. Because I was like, y'all, can I do this? Drop her off. First of all, she she manifested it. Listen. (laughs) But y'all have made. For that child, I prayed. She did. (laughs) She did. did. And I was scared, y'all. I was really scared. I'm like, my marriage isn't going to survive. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, we're barely making it. But, like. I I could not and would not do this without y'all. So leave if you want to. I'm coming right. Where you going? You. Yeah, where, where you going? going? You ain't going nowhere. I'm coming. Where are we going? Where are we going? Yeah. So to bring it back to the parenting, yes. right? The tangents have tangents. <laughs> Mick, what would you advice would you give to those in co-parenting situations, and what you know? What would you share? Take yourself out of it, like. Mm-hmm. When you bring these children into the, not don't lose yourself, but mm-hmm. take your take yourself out of it. If you really want to have a successful 
semi-successful, semi-healthy co-parenting relationship, similar to a marriage, are going mm-hmm. to be points of compromise and shared responsibilities. It's a lot of relinquishing control. Mm-hmm. When you have a co-parent, when he leaves my house, it's the blood of Jesus and his daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and being, but having to get comfortable in, I had to get comfortable in that mm-hmm. in order not to like completely lose my peace and completely lose my like mental health. And I feel like that's sort of like the biggest advice I could give anyone else. Like you should always be operating in the best interest of your children. Mm-hmm. And if the co-parent is in a position, I'm not, you know, I know there's some co-parents where you, you literally cannot leave your children with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It is not safe. Mm-hmm. I would never tell you to leave your children anywhere. They're not safe. But, you know, if y'all just disagreeing because the new boo or the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on girl yeah. or come on man yeah. take yeah. yourself out of take that out Both of sides, you know yeah. and operate in the best interests of your children as long and you know you have to there's a certain level of trust in co-parenting relationships mm-hmm. just like there are in marriages right where you just kind of have to learn like okay i'm gonna let this go mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this thing and always it's team that child yeah before anything else before your feelings before your own selfish wishes is team that kid and as long as you team that kid, y'all gonna be fine. I love that. I got nothing to add. <laughs> I mean, I, I will add for the married small, couples. For the married couples, um, I would say recognize that you have to compartmentalize. Like when you're married, there is your relationship with your husband. Like you're managing a lot of relationships. You're re- managing your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids. Your husband is managing his relationship with the kids, their relationship with you. It's just a lot of moving parts. And I think one thing that I struggle with is, you know, I might take something that had to do with the kids out on our marriage because we disagreed. But like you said, you have when it's about the kids, you do have to take yourself out of it. It's very difficult. Very hard. (laughs) Very, 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 very difficult. It's the most challenging thing you'll do. It is. But I will say that when I'm able to do that, we're able to to move on and and kind of come to a solution in a much more smoother, you know, way. Um, But yeah, I think I think you're spot on. It's just very hard. But I think (laughs) I think I think you are spot on. I actually learned a lot about this that I'm going to take into account today and apologize. I mean, sometimes that's what it takes, though. Yes, Some, and I think that apology goes so far, even mm-hmm. in a co-parenting relationship. It sure does. It goes so far because then the other person feels valued. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when people feel valued mm-hmm. and respected and appreciated in the space that they're operating in, at the level they're operating in, mm. They will do leaps and bounds because mm-hmm. they just feel like you see me, yeah. you see me trying, you see me doing my best. All right, he didn't take a bath, but mm-hmm. I brought you to school clothes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, listen, thank you for bringing those school clothes. Thank you for finding that jersey. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for going to pick up that glove for baseball because I don't Absolutely. know what he did with mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know they don't do it our way. Yeah, yeah. But they do it their way. Yeah. I'm gonna always give him that because yeah. they're doing something. They're doing it. He's doing, yeah, doing it. Doing it. <laughs> like, and they want it. to. And he wants to. They yeah. Want to. And the more they feel appreciated, yeah. Yeah. The, then they feel like, oh, because I mean, you know, they get celebrated just for taking them to the park and doing, you know, yeah. stuff. But like, yeah. I think it's so important to show them that appreciation when they're doing the things and to meet them where they are. Yeah. Let dads be dads. Let that. Let, yeah. them, let, let the dads that want to be dads be dads. And do yes. the, do it their way. Do it. You want them to dad way. like you want. Like yeah. Your mama. Do you see why she wise counsel? 
You see why my marriage is intact? You see what my child is I'm so doing? proud of myself for not cussing this episode. <laughs> for single parents, my advice would be to focus on what you get to do to appreciate the people who are around your village that support you. If you don't have one, find one. And to just remain in as much as possible because things do get tough and you are allowed to be human and to be angry, but remind as much as possible, remain in a, a state of gratitude so that that resentment or whatever, mm -hmm. those other feelings that can come up um, don't, um, you know, interfere with the relationship that you have with your child or your children mm -hmm. just because someone else has chosen to be um, non-existent. Mm -hmm. So I will, that's my advice is just my God. focus. I mean, that's for all of us yeah. Yeah. to live in that gratitude. Yeah. Because the resentment can come in any, yeah, that's true. any, any situation. And I think for um, like society and I, I, you know what, I don't know all the things. So, but I feel like society tries to, or paints a picture that like single motherhood is uh, much more difficult. And I don't think it has to be. I think it, they all, e either situation mm -hmm. comes with its challenges and there's Absolutely. great wins either mm -hmm. way. And it's just a matter of perspective right. and just staying in it and staying focused on your child, team, your child, team your whether team your child. the other parent that helped create them is a part of that, or if it's a village, mm -hmm. just stay focused on what's best for your child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's my two cents. Yeah. And that note. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.